Welcome to the Leadership Prescription Podcast, where leaders come to get their Friday medicine. Your host is the number one business strategist, leadership authority, entrepreneur, author, and keynote speaker, Dana Michelle Woods. If you are ready for the leader's talk, then without further ado, here is Dana Michelle Woods. Hello, everyone. It's Dana Michelle Woods of DMWI Consulting, and welcome to the Leadership Prescription Podcast. Our guest today has not showed up, but guess what? I always tell leaders be ready and listen, the show must go on. I am so, let me close some drawers here really quick. But today we're going to be talking about, um, we always say you got marketing. <laughs> there used to be a commercial years ago, as you say, that um, got milk. And we thought we would play on those words today, and we're saying, Got marketing. <clears throat> Excuse me. One quick second there. Because marketing is essential to your business. And many people believe they cannot um, afford to do marketing. And I'm going to say to you, you can't afford not to do marketing. Because marketing tells the, it sounds the alarm as to who you are, what services you provide, where you located. You know, how are you different than your competitors? And so it's really important that you know how to make sure we're okay here. Good. Uh, it's really important that you make marketing an essential, um, an essential ingredient in your business. And I know some people are saying, well, Dana, you know, my budget is really tight and I really can't afford to do much marketing. But can I tell you the most cost effective <laughs> and yet it's free. Um, to market your business is social media. Now, I've been guilty of this myself, but I recognize that, you know, we have to make the time to go with the times. You know, many years ago, you didn't have social media and you weren't able to really, you know, if you wanted to, you know, tell people about your business, you took out ads, you may have did direct mail, did a billboard, you know, put something in like a newspaper, um, clipping, newspaper, newspaper insert rather. You may have even... Um, you know, you may have even, you know, um, you know, posted something, you know, paid for publishing um, into a magazine. And that was how you really marketed your business. And now other big thing, of course, was television. You took out ads and so forth. But for the small business owner, that's really kind of difficult to do sometimes because you don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the finances, you don't have the resources. So you always saw a lot of big companies always advertising their products and really kind of capturing the market. Well, guess what? Social media has changed the game for everyone, including myself, in that we're able to position ourselves as brand experts and we're able to showcase our products and our services. And guess what? It doesn't cost you anything. Just the time to open up an account, put in the information you know, that's required to set up that account, and then be consistent with your posts. Consistent with your posts mean what? Consistent with your message. And so I know a lot of times people are a little bit kind of hesitant about you know, starting social media because they believe they have to be on every single platform that's out there. And there are a ton of platforms that you can be on in reference to social media. But just pick the one that you believe your target market, that's where they're shopping, that's where they spend their time. And then as you grow your business, then you can be able to, you know, add another platform. You can do, you know, if you, let's say you start with Facebook and then you go from Facebook, then you go to, you say, we know, I know my clients are on Instagram. Then you go to Instagram. So I know my clients are on Pinterest and so forth. So in other words, you scale up. 
in your business. Don't feel the pressure to try to be on every platform. Because this is what I tell people all the time. You don't know the team behind that brand. So for instance, one of my mentors, he is phenomenal. He's an amazing man. I'm not even going to mention him because I kind of keep a little secret there. But when I went to his event in Miami, I mean, it was like over the top. It was big. It was huge. And it was in a stadium over 30, I think 35,000 people were there. Now, if you're sitting in the stands and you're watching the production, you're watching everything that's taking place, you cannot possibly think that that one person did that. No, it took a team behind that brand. And so in order for you to be consistent with your social media, consistent with marketing your business, you're going to need a team. But I know for that person says, I'm just getting started. I don't have a team. They have the resources to hire a team. Then guess what? Then you gradually start. Again, pick a platform that you feel comfortable with. Not, well, let me back up. Not that you feel comfortable with, but pick a platform that you know that you will be able to consistently put messages out there. Now, let me just say one thing. We'll get into the five tips a little bit later, but let me just say this one thing. People don't want you to always be selling, selling, selling. But then you say, well, Dana, what do I talk about? I don't want to show the cats. I don't want to show dog videos. I get that. But you can showcase your expertise by creating a statement, creating a, a tip for the day, you know, um, putting, uh, provoking awareness, get people thinking about something. You know, I like to personally... So I'm building my brand. I want people to know who I am. I want them to see my face. So what we did differently in the month of May, we said, okay, you know what? We need your face to be almost every single post that goes out there. That way it gets people comfortable with, okay, I know who she is. I see her video. I see what she is saying. So when it is time to say, okay, I'm speaking somewhere. I'm going to have a live event. I'm going to be doing a live workshop. They're kind of used to me. They've heard me. They've seen me. They kind of have, you know, read my expertise by looking at my post. And guess what? That's that know, like, and trust feeling. And then people be like, you know what? I'm going to come to her event. Or I'm going to buy her book. I'm going to buy her products. I'm going to buy her services. So you can get started even if you don't have a lot of people that can um, that can help you in the beginning. Now, as you continue to grow your business, you grow your followers. People don't want you just to post. They want engagement. They want you to say, you know, you say something like you give a tip and then they come back with, you know, oh, I like what you said. Well, now you got to go back and say, well, I like what you said. <laughs> It's just a cycle. And so it's a good thing. It really is a good thing. So today about today on the Leadership Prescription Podcast, we're talking about got marketing. Um, it's important that you know the five things or the five, I call them the five essential. I love that word essential. The five essential ingredients to really marketing your business on a shoestring budget, limited budget, no budget, but my point is it can be done. Now, let me just say this up front. It is true that when you have the financial means to really pour into your marketing, you know, you can really go far. What I mean by that is you can, you can expand your brand because you now have additional resources to do so. And, but I always say, don't look at what you don't have, look at what you do have. 
And what you do have is what? You have the internet. And the internet, I really want to say, it has leveled the playing field for all of us because it has allowed us to compete with the big brands to some degree. You know, we get our message out there as well as they can get their message out there. So that's why I say that don't feel discouraged if you feel like, well, I can't compete with an Amazon. Well, who wants to compete with Amazon? But you can compete on your own level. And then speaking of competing, I always tell people, you know, I am competitive. I, I am, I believe in being so, but I'm competitive with myself. And you want to be competitive with yourself, competitive with your brand. You want to be able to build your brand in such a way that, you know what, you're not looking at the competition. I mean, granted, you want to be mindful. You want to pay attention to what's coming in your community. If your competitor opens the door, opens up a shop next door to you, you want to kind of pay attention to that. And so I totally agree that you want to not be oblivious, but you want, but you don't want to be so centered on what are they doing that you take your eyes off your own business. No, keep your eyes on your own business, but pay attention to your environment. That could be a potential threat if your competitor moves right next door to you. And let me sidebar here. Um, I love these particular wings at this restaurant and they're so good. They, they're far from our house. But uh, the other day we drove down there. I'm like, I just have a, had a taste for them. And so we drove down there and I think it may have been a few months before I had been there. And so we get there, we get out the car and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember this restaurant here. And their competitor opened up right next door to them. And I have to say the competitor had more clients than they did. And inside, they were like, there was nobody inside. And the guy was on the phone taking orders. And then, of course, we, you know, we came in to place our order. But they were worth the drive to me. Now, the place next door, I have seen places like that before. And I was like, okay, that's great. But I guarantee you, having that competitor next door to them has somewhat impacted their business. And so you have to find, when, you, when your competitor comes in and invade your territory, you have to find a way to continue to market what makes you unique. And so, yeah, so the, I imagine that the owner of that business did, is paying attention to what's happening around him. But guess what? If you love what they offer, their clients are going to let customers want to come to them. We, we traveled to go to this restaurant, and so it, it, was, it was worth it. Oh, my God, it was so delicious. But let me get back. I digress. Let me get back. But the point I'm making is that, you know, when you're marketing your business, don't be surprised in marketing your business that your competitors will take notice of what you're marketing. And they may try to duplicate what you do. They may try to cut you in the pricing. But you're going to develop people that are committed to who you are and what you offer, your services, your products. And unfortunately, you may lose some customers in that process, but that's okay. You keep on with your message. You keep putting it out there. So the five ways to grow your business through marketing the one thing I want to say is go where they are. And let me explain what I mean by that. You know, if you are, let's say you are a fitness in instructor and you particularly cater to, um, to men, that's your target market. 
you know, and then you say, okay, men that are maybe between the ages of 30 and 40. Now you're, now you're narrowing down your market. And you're saying these are men who make over $100,000. You're further narrowing down your market. And then you're going to say these are men who are married. Now you're narrowing down your market again. You get what I'm saying? Because you can't market to everybody. So you have to narrow down to who is your target market, who will likely purchase your products and your, and your services. And so in, in this case here, you know, your fitness, your fitness owner, and you're trying to target a specific group of people in order to do that. So guess what? Where are they? What do they read? Where do they eat? Where do they shop? That's why we mean by be where they are. That's important. Do they have, um, or they have a spiritual awareness? Do they go to church? Do they go to the synagogue? Do they go to the mosque? You know, how can you partner? So that's religious. But my point is you have to be where they are because don't assume that your clients and your customers are searching for you. Let me say it again. Don't assume that your clients or your customers are searching for you. They're not. They're searching online. They'll be looking at products and services, but guess what? There are so many um, brands out there that they can choose from. So you have to be able to be distinct enough that they'll say, wait a minute, what is that? Let me pay attention. Let me investigate that. Let me check and see who, who, that, who that person is or that company is. And a lot of times they're going to check your social media. They're going to check your website. They're going to check your landing pages. They're going to do some kind of homework. In most cases, and I would say 90% of people now, they want to look to see like who else has done business with this person or what are the reviews. But let me caution you there. Because someone gave a testimony and because somebody gave a review, it's not indicative of what your experience is going to be with that brand. I mean, just say that we had a negative, we had a negative experience with a brand years ago and everybody raved about them, but we didn't have a positive experience with that brand. And so my point is that, yes, it's good to look at the reviews, but remember, we don't know if those reviews are real. We hope that they are. My point is that don't put so much stock in is this review, um, reading a review, it's going to help you decide whether to say yes or to, or to say no. Because again, you're, re reading, you're reading reviews based on somebody else's experience, but it may not be your experience. And every time I see wonderful, wonderful reviews about something, then you get down to somebody has a one star or a half a star. And you're like, well, man, I wonder what happened. Then you read next, we had a phenomenal time. They give a person five star. So again, it's all about the experience, what that person was expecting from that brand, and maybe their expectations was not met, maybe it wasn't realistic, you know, so many different factors go into what that person experienced from that brand, and that's why it's important that, yes, I do like reviews, I use them as well, but I don't let that be my decision-making tool for me to say, yes, I'm going to buy from this company or no, that I'm not going to buy from this company. So go where they are. You know, if you know that most of your target market, you find them in, you know, you find them at a certain cafe, then you want to work with that owner of that cafe to put some kind of advertisement, kind of partner with them. And that's why I say you want to go where they are. Listen, you're trying to grow your business and you're growing your business with marketing. 
And so how do I do that? I gotta, I gotta, you know, it's almost like an archaeologist. I gotta look for that, whatever I'm searching for. I have to go out there and, and kind of, you know, make read my map and say, okay, this is who I'm looking for. I believe they're right there. And you have to go. You have to go where they are and not assume they're going to come to you. Okay. And so one thing I always say that another way that you can um be able to grow your business through marketing and showcase your skills, which goes right back to social media. But this time it can be that maybe you want to write an article or you want to write um, in a publication that you know your target market is going to read. Maybe they're on a forum and you want to showcase your expertise in that form. You know, maybe people are talking about problems that they're having and you can offer your suggestions. That's what I meant by that social media, how you can use, you know, different posts to showcase your expertise without trying to always sell your products. Now, let me be clear, you can use social media to sell your products and your services, but in the beginning, you want to give people, you want to give your information away. You want to offer your value, offer your services so that people can say, okay, you know what? I kind of trust what this person is saying. This is going to be helpful. We'll move on to the next thing, okay? And the next thing can be, you know what? Hey, I see they're having a webinar. I'm going to try that. So don't, don't think that your social media market is going to be in vain. It just takes time. It takes time to build up the followers. It takes time to build up your numbers. Because remember, social media is really not but a numbers game. You know, it really, really is. You know, you have a, I have a million followers, you know, and I always say, how, how many of that is paid? How many of that is organic? You know, there's so many different things I would want to know about that, but it is in the numbers. And the perception is that if you have higher numbers on no matter what social media platform that you're on, that that means that you are an influencer. That means that you have something to say. But can I tell you that may not be the case. It may not be true. And so what you want to be able to do is when you're growing your business through marketing, it's going to be, you want it to be organic. You want it to be authentic, but know that it's going to take time to build your message. So the big, the big word that I always like to use is consistency. You have to be consistent. You have to invest the time in your marketing so that people can continuously follow you, continuously see what you're doing. That's what being consistent is about. That you know what, it's like, you know, at one o'clock, we're going to have lunch. At one o'clock tomorrow, we're going to have lunch. At one o'clock the next day, and the day, next day, the next day, we're going to have lunch. That's what I mean by being consistent, okay? So showcasing your skills again, remember, that can be in the area of you, um, area of you putting yourself out there in front of your target market so they can see your products and your services. And the best way for someone to get to know you, to get to trust you, to get to like you is guess what? It's when you're posting on social media. You know, it's when you're writing articles. You know, that's the best way because that's what it didn't cost them anything but their time. That's all it cost them. Their time to read the information, to listen to the information, to watch the information. It just cost them their time. 
And if they feel like you're someone that they can relate to, then guess what? They're going to follow you. They're going to be, to be part of what was called your tribe, your community that you're building. Okay. And then the third thing, we're talking about the five ways that you can attract new clients by what? Marketing is what you got to get that marketing. Um, the third way is partner with other non-competing um, brands. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me tell you about that. Strategic partnerships, keyword there is strategic. Strategic partnership is essential in growing your business. It is essential in you being able to leverage somebody else's community without it being a conflict of interest, okay? So I do business coaching. And so for me to partner with another business coach, we are a competing brand. Now, some would say, well, doesn't it matter, like, you know, the demographics, you know, your, who you're targeting, who they're targeting? You're, yes, you're right on that. However, we're still in the same, we're still in the same, providing the same services. And so there's going to be some overlap. There's going to be some way down the road that's going to be a conflict. So for me, a strategic partner for me would be, let's just say, um, for me, I do business coaching with business to business. And usually the starting revenue is about a million up to maybe five and so forth. Then we kind of go a little bit higher. So for me to partner, let's say with maybe an insurance, um, insurance company, you know, where they are providing insurance to that business to business community. And so, and they, they're able to, are they able to write policies that are a million and plus? That's a good partnership for me. Why? Because one, we're in two different, we're still, we're still providing a service and we're serving the same population, but the, but the services that we're offering are different. Okay. Same population providing service, but the services, what we're offering are different. And therefore, we don't have, we're not going to be in conflict with one another. That's why I say you want to have strategic partnerships and not partner with people that are in the same business as yourself, because it may not be a conflict today, but it might be a conflict down the road. And now you're already connected. And that's why I'm always uh, mindful of when I want, when other coaches want to partner with me and I'm like, well, we're in the same business. And so you know, I, I, I don't mind keeping that, keeping that, that, um, that, that business as, you know, maybe as an associate, but to do business, that may not be a wise decision today because it may impact in the future. Okay. Number four, you want to ask existing customers and that's important. It's okay with asking for a referral. Let me see if I can get this one thing that we do here at DMWI. And I should have had it ready before, before we got started today. And that is this, you know, when, when we get, um, when we have our clients and our clients on the client onboarding, you know, we, <coughs> excuse me, um, we always send, of course, you know, an email, a welcome email, welcome to our community, the DMWI community. And we'll kind of reiterate, you know, what those services are that we're going to be providing. And then what we do is we send a nice, a nice thank you card um, to them. And we say, you know, again, welcome to the community. We thank you for, you know, trusting us with your business. And then inside we'll have a little coupon, 
and it will say, you know, for every customer that you refer us to, we'll give you 10% off your next services. That's what we say. And, you know, and so we're asking them right then and then, what's in it for them? I'm going to get 10% off my next services. And number two, they're like, well, I'm already using them. So it's not going to hurt me to recommend, recommend this, recommend that business to somebody else. So we're not afraid to ask existing customers. We don't wait 50 years down the road. We don't, in other words, we don't let a long lapse of time take place. If you're in our community, we've been, we're serving you. Why would you not want to refer us to others? We don't want to be, I would say, don't keep me a secret. You know, if we've served you, we're doing well by you. Let people know who we are. And, and then you can be that authentic voice for them and say, well, how do you know that brand? Because they, I work with them. And that's how people will feel like they have a trusted, verified review in that case there. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask existing customers for referrals. That's, and guess what? That's free marketing right there because you'd have to pay um, to advertise new, um, new to new clients. You can use existing clients that's in your pipeline. And don't worry about, you know, well, I only have three clients. They're still existing clients. So make sure that you reach out to your existing clients. And maybe that's twice a year. You do a campaign or whatever that may be that you're reaching out to them to kind of showcase, you know, your skills for them. And that's why that's going to be important. Man, I tell you, the time flies so fast here. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm almost out of time. But then here's the fifth one. Oh my goodness, here's the fifth one. But let me recap the first four. First, you go where they are. That's number one. And, you know, got marketing and the five ways to grow or five ways to attract your clients. Go where they are, okay? And even after you have attra attracted clients, you still go where they are. <laughs> until, that, until you've exhausted that area, move on to the next. Because guess what? There's other services that your target market actually, you know, buys, subscribes, and so forth. So don't feel as though, you know, well, this, this particular area I was using dried out. Okay, great. Move on to the next. Continue to bring in or continue to bring in new clients, new customers on a daily basis. Just in case one client decides to leave your community, you have other clients that you're bringing in constantly. That's why that's important. And then number two, you want to showcase your skills. That can be through using social media. That can be where you're, you're sharing a tip, you're sharing your, um, you're sharing your expertise, you're doing a product demonstration of your product. So you're not trying to sell your product, you're just showing people how to use your product. You know, you can set up a challenge or a competition, you know, um, you can address some concerns out there by showcasing your product or services. There's so many ways around how you can get your marketing out there without people feeling like it come another sales pitch. No, if I'm demonstrating my product, if I'm demonstrating my services, guess what? You get to see who I am. You get to experience what I'm doing. And that's going to help me with that know, like, and trust. And then third, you want to partner with strategic, partner, strategic partnerships with non-competing, non-competing companies, non-competing brands. You know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they don't do business together. They're in the same business. They're serving the same population. And so you'll never see them partner together in terms of doing business together. It's, it's, the likelihood is, is not going to happen.
so that's to learn from that. And then number four, ask existing customers. We call it referrals. Get a referral from an existing customer. And I told you what we do. You know, when we when a new customer comes on board, part of our onboarding process is that you know we send a welcome, which is going to be an email. The second point that we do is we send out a thank you card to them. Within I believe it's forty eight hours after we have set them up in the system. And then our third way, which I didn't say earlier about, I'm just giving you this as an extra bonus. Our third way of how we reach out to our customer is um, we also follow the phone call. So those are the three touches that we do. It's an email, it's a physical thing they receive, that physical card in the mail. And the third thing they receive from us is going to be a call from our client relations. And that's them saying, you know, welcome aboard. Did you receive everything that, you know, that we said that you were going to receive? We want to make sure that you receive our thank you card. And then that's where you can also kind of, you know, plow that field again and say, hey, by the way, you know, that you receive, remember, you can save 10% when you refer um, a client to us. And so that could, that could come in handy next time. And so that's why we do that. It's three touches, and I think the three touches are just magic. They're golden for us out here at DMWI Consulting. And then the fifth way um, that you can be able to attract new clients, you can be able to um, showcase your expertise, you can be able to build your community. The fifth way, oh my goodness, I don't want to drag it out, but the fifth way that you're able to do this is for you to, now this is gonna be an investment. The fifth way is giving back to your community. Yeah. You know, when you go to a ballpark and you see advertisements around, you know, around the fence, they're sponsoring, they're one of their sponsors. And so as a business, you can make an investment in your community. I said, it's a little league. Um, in your community, your company can be a sponsor. That's what people get to see that you're giving back to the community. Let's say that um, there's a, um, a back to school, um, a back to school um, drive in your area. You can be a sponsor. You know, let's just say that there's going to be, you know, a community fair. You can be a sponsor. You can give back to that community. That's another way to kind of get out there. Is it an investment, a financial investment? Yes, it is. But I believe if you're doing business in a community, you should give back to the community that you're doing business in. That's just my firm belief. And that's something that we do here at DMWI Consulting. We are always looking to give back to our community. And we're new in the Owens Mills community. And so we're going to be looking for those avenues of how we can give back, how we can partner with other organizations, you know, that are doing some amazing community, um, community activities for the betterment of the community that we're located in. So those are the five ways. Let me tell you again, go where they are, showcase your skills, partner with others, what be strategic partners, um, ask existing customers, get that referral, come on now. And then the fifth way that you can be able to attract new clients is to be a sponsor, to be a corporate sponsor, to sponsor events in your community that, you know, that will serve the community, but people will see your name 
associated with that particular event, that community outreach reach, that gives your company a different, it gives it a different message, it's a different message that you're sending to those who are in that community or, or participating in that activity. They're like, oh, so-and-so sponsored this little league. Wow, let me check them out. So again, you always want to put yourself out there in front of your customer because they may not know who you are. So that's why you want to have a consistent marketing message that allows you to be able to let people know who you are and what you provide and how you can serve them. So this is Dana Michelle Woods of DMWI Consulting. You have been listening to the Leadership Prescription Podcast. Our guest today had a situation, an emergency, but guess what? The show must go on. I hope today's episode really helped you to be able to rethink about your marketing. But the most important message I want to leave you with is that you must invest Invest in your marketing and be consistent in your message and marketing your business because you cannot assume that your customers are going to knock on your door. You have to knock on their door. And when you knock on their door, make sure you say thank you. I'm Dana Michelle Woods, and thank you again for listening. Thanks for listening to Dana and Friends. Please stop by her website at www.danamwoods.com. Remember, leadership, a badge of honor, not an entitlement. 